What's up, y'all? Joshua Martin here. And I'm Edward Crockett. And sadly, we can't come on the phone right now. But if you will leave us a voice message with your filmmaking question, we'd be happy to get to it and answer it on a future episode of the pod. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Filmmaker Hotline. Today, we are going to be talking about just some general updates, what we got going on in our own, like, you know, creative work, as well as how to become a filmmaker. So let's get into it. Boom. Oh, and remember to call in by this number with this number yes to give us your question and we will answer it here on the show good looking out i totally forgot that part so here we are it's fine that's <laughs> why you have me here <laughs> <laughs> let's go so bro my guy this is this is like almost what episode technically this is episode Trace. not even episode but how many times but like how many times we've recorded so far now oh yeah we, we recorded like like six episodes <laughs> yeah we recorded six times it's crazy yeah Anyway, um, dude, what's up? How's it going? What you got going on? A lot. This has been, this year came out swinging with like a ton of editing. And I would say I am not, editing's not my most favorite thing, especially when I have to edit other people's work. I mean, say other people, like work, jobs that aren't like, like with my inspiration, because I can't get into that flow as fast, as quick. And so I'm relying on like, okay, here's what I think. And then I had to kind of hand it off and say like, well, what do we need to adjust, tweak and all that stuff. Totally. So, <clears throat> so this past month, January, I, we, uh, 16, we shot for Clever Supply Co. We, re- we released that, um, that Kickstarter. I, I, sh- we shot the video and then I edited the video. We're pretty proud of it. He was, yeah, you know, it was happy solid. that how it turned out. Um, a lot of good response from it. I made a vi- rig video about how I made the bag POV rig. That was fun. Um, it's on the channel if you want to watch. Did that. But on top of that, I was editing. Um, had to uh, edit a few other videos for a moment. Right? Yeah. Well, I was editing it. Then it got pushed back because we had to move some things around because of scheduling. And then, um, so last year, I went to Israel and um, sh- got hired to shoot a doc out there for mm-hmm. the choir. Um, I had worked with them years ago. I went to Africa with them. This time we went to, to Israel. And so that project changed quite a bit. And we're gonna have, we're gonna have a whole episode about like production, post-production nightmares, but not, I won't say nightmares, but like things that just kind of changed in an instant. Cause this yeah. project changed quite a bit throughout the year. Jeez. And so, um, it's all coming down to like, well, we just want to have at least a five minute what the project was about. Because at first it was like, oh, we just want all short form. And then now it's like this. I'm like, whoo. And we had a contract, but like things kind of, we're just trying to figure out what makes sense. Anyway, I'm just rambling now. This is. No, I understand. Sorry. Y'all. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> this is also like kind of cloudy in my head. But right now, that's what I'm editing right now. You've probably seen some posts of like on Twitter or on the, uh, the um, community tab. Um, things that I'm learning from this process, um, things that like are just going to help me f- from the filmmaker, f- filmmaker and director side as I'm editing this because there's yeah. like, dang, why did I, why did I not hold that shot longer or, um, or even now like it's weird to say that when I do docs, I had to think of two formats. Hmm. Traditionally, you just think of one format and one location, right? You would think like, is this going to live on a sixteen nine? Yeah. site right and it's going to have these longer chunks of 
information and you things, let things breathe a little bit. But in the era now that we're in with social media, you had to think of two formats more and more. Yeah. Well, because your client might come to you and say, hey, can we get short form content of this or a shorter version of this? But then when, when you're shooting it with interviews and whatnot, you didn't think about shorter questions. You didn't think about more condi- condi- uh, concise questions or answers, mm-hmm. something like that. And so now I'm kind of struggling with a little bit of that with the edit. So, and then I have a couple more reviews to kind of start putting out for my channel and some other stuff. So that's what's on my plate right now. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. What's the thing that you're like most, what you? well, what's the thing that you're most excited about? Like something that you're working on that you're like, oh yeah, this is yeah, yeah. Hyped. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to work with you. So Ever and yeah. I are going to actually do a project together. We got hired to do something here locally in South Bend. Uh, we're still waiting on some of the details, but that's going to be hopefully maybe in, mid, mid-March, end of March. We'll start filming together. Um, I'm going to New York for a project, uh, for a presentation, that is, with Science 16. And um, I'm just, I'm excited to, to keep working, but also I need to just find a rhythm where I can start working on something that's meaningful to me. Yeah. Um, I got in contact with a director out in Chicago. Uh, he's a Christian director, so he has a lot of short films that he has in mind. He just needs the skill set from a DP like myself to start putting those into vision. Like he's done tons of work, but he wants to be able to just do more directing. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's definitely like uh, uh, God led us to come together and talk with each other. And I'm very excited for his vision because his vision aligns with my visions. And so I just want to see how that kind of blossoms over the year. Um, he's going to hire my wife and I to go and do um, the, the short film portion of his doc that he's working on. Mm, that's so, sick. Yeah, so we're we're gonna have to figure out some production dates for that in the in the summer. That is, come on, bro, let's get it. That's yeah, man. That sounds yeah, exciting. Man. It's very exciting <laughs> <laughs> and scary at the same time. And I'll tell you about that off camera. <laughs> of course, no, I understand. I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I uh, mine's kind of similar. I've been so I work full time as a filmmaker at a church, and yeah. so um, that's always a consistent thing that I'm working on <laughs> but uh yeah but then I also been building a YouTube channel if this mm-hmm. comes out when I think it'll come out then I'll actually have my first video up so bang pretty stoked about that um make sure to head over there guys head over to his channel thank you I appreciate it sorry um no you're good of course uh but yeah and then so I, I basically I'm trying to get ahead on that so I have four videos done um, and I'm wrapping up my fifth video. Uh, they're coming out every other week. So it's like, I mean, roughly like uh, two months of content, which I'm pretty stoked on. Um, and then I'm doing daily shorts again, which mm-hmm. I think is gonna be a stretch, but I also have a different way I'm doing it. So basically like the short version is, I've broken it down into different genres of content. And so I'll just sit down and create one genre it for like an hour and then that'll give me anywhere between three to six videos in that genre and then from there i can edit those out as i need them and so i'll just go through in a day and i create all six different genres um and have three to six videos of each of those and then i'll just edit them out so it it allows me to create content Mm -hmm. a lot more in a more focused way um but then it gives enough variety hopefully to anyone who's watching so i'm stoked on that Mm -hmm. but then 
probably the stuff I'm more stoked about is are like the bigger projects. So like you and me are doing the thing in March. Um, that's gonna be super fun because we've never met in person. So no, we haven't. It's crazy. <laughs> and be on the lookout because we're gonna record if we can. We're gonna record at least one episode live. A whole behind the scene. Yeah, yeah, that would be very fun. We could probably just do it here in the, the studio. Exactly. <laughs> and then yeah, probably some behind the scenes stuff as well. So I want to make a breakdown mm-hmm. on that. Um, Mm -hmm. but then I'm also working on a live recording for a band from Little Rock. So I've done some previous music videos with them and they hit me up. Uh, and I think it's gonna be pretty sick. We're shooting on the 6k pros, like our glass. Uh, it's going to be fun. Kind of like tiny desk vibes, but like a little bit more produced, hopefully. Uh, didn't you, didn't you mention you're going to be shooting on a 6k pro quite a bit this next couple months yeah so that kind of yeah so that project is the beginning of march so we're shooting 6k pro there and then we're shooting 6k pro at the end of march and then Mm -hmm. uh, i'm actually on uh shooting a short film for a group of friends um we're kind of like one of my friends is trying to kind of start a production company so he's bringing all of us in um as he's starting it and we're all kind of helping him start it start it with him. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, if he has an idea mm-hmm. or someone has an idea, we're all basically the crew. And so, um, mm-hmm. so we're doing that and we're shooting that on 6k pro, uh, and like our glass. <laughs> so I'm going to, after the end of this year, I'm going to have a lot of projects that I either her shot or worked on that were shot on 6k pro and like our glass, yeah. which I'm not mad. Like that's a great combo, but yeah. And no, what's crazy. I hope that Black Magic decides to surprise us in April with um, something at NAB. I have yeah. I have no intel. I I am I I have contacts in uh, Black Magic, but they they're not they don't say anything to me. Yeah, I'm not that higher up in their in their <laughs> list yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that'd be cool. Yeah, it would be sick. So um, so I'm excited about that. So basically, that is up until June. I'm pitching some stuff for July, but um, really just waiting around. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first half of the year, I had originally planned to make my own projects for the first half of the year, and then basically everything came up, and I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm not working on my own stuff." Bro, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> yeah, but you you mentioned I want to talk about this. Like you mentioned wanting to do something you're passionate about, and that doesn't always have to be like your own. What something that you wrote? Like that's tr- that's true. That's very true. Yeah, sometimes you can just find a director or someone who has a similar vision to you that's going to still fulfill your want to do something that's that has your voice in it mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. because then you can work on you can work closely with a project that allows you to do that and so that so finding this director who's out in Chicago his name is Tilla um um we all have the same uh, goals and so in in the way that we want to tell stories and the messages so it's like well if you have that then let me let me come in let me be able to f- fully focus on being a direct uh, a dp in this space and mm-hmm. then we can c- really kind of guide and and tweak and massage the story to make it great cuz like one of my internal goals too is like as a as a christian filmmaker is just to make better christian films yeah yeah <laughs> There's not a lot <laughs> like of good ones out there. <laughs> there's not a lot of good ones out there. And the ones that are good, they're very uh, on the nose. Yeah. Like when I think about Christian films, it has to also show the reality of life. Yeah. You know, like, yes, we have hope hope at, as Christians, but the but day to day, your hope is being beaten and 
bastarded and plowed and all over the place, right? right? So how do you, like, how, because how, how can a completely hopeful film be relatable to someone who's not in that same mindset, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I just want to just definitely just bring in the reality, talk about some of the, t- the taboo things that, um, from growing up as a Christian, it tends to not talk about, um, and then how do we kind of go through that with the new identity of, of being a follower of Christ? So what does that look like, right? So Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, because like Hollywood is never Hollywood was my goal mm-hmm. early on in my career, but it's like it's not nowhere near my goal now. <laughs> yeah, same. I've kind of like I was talking to someone. Do you know actually William H Baker? Have you seen him on like Instagram? Sounds familiar. You've seen he, he, Well, so he yeah, so he's the guy. This is how I made this shot, and he uses like. Amran and Aperture stuff and he like makes these little mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, 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 so I've been mm-hmm. talking to him and he asked me like what do you want to do in filmmaking and I was like that's a good question I mean <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of like <laughs> I'm like I kind of just want to make more of my own stuff and like make some commercials here and there make my own projects like short films and stuff but I never have and probably never will have a huge desire to make a blockbuster movie like yeah, I don't know. Is that bad? Is that and I mean, that like, okay? <laughs> that's not bad at all because like, there's so much red tape. There's so much control at the top that if you if if I mean, look, this is just speaking for us. We're still like on the bottom of a lot of things, right? And I, I'm I'm fine with that because I found the way. I found the way, but also we've been blessed throughout this whole throughout my whole career that I can support my family mm-hmm. as a content creator filmmaker and I still enjoy what I'm doing I can still help others like you're doing too like understand this craft and stuff um, but when, but also like the the major goal is to also just use my talent that's God given me to speak on things that I care about totally and or to speak on things that I'm convicted about mm-hmm. and um, and so I know that very idea like I just said right there does not align with Hollywood. Right. So I'm not gonna go for Hollywood. Hollywood doesn't want that. Right. <laughs> right. Um and they've you know, they've attempted to whatever they did with like Noah and Moses and I'm just like, that's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I get <laughs> yeah, it. So. I get it. So I am curious, with all these projects coming up you've got going on, what like as a filmmaker, what's the thing that you're like the most um I guess intimidated by or like you know scared of I don't know that it seems kind of extreme but I know no, that's a good question me, so. I'm, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm always scared for ne- the, the next project am I the right person for the job what other things I need to learn it's like goes hand, it goes back and forth for me it's like I'm afraid of what the next job is and what I have to learn but at the same time I'm excited for that very same thing mm-hmm. but I guess like just to be really pinpointed um, I'm afraid that if if I'm doing too much, am I taking away time from my family? Mm. Um, because these last this last couple of months have been pretty difficult. Like, again, you know, I'm working from home. You're working from home. Well, you work out of an office, though. You're lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but working from home is like to, to really kind of get my kids to understand, like, daddy has to go downstairs and do something. Or if I'm editing upstairs, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to stay. It's hard for me to not want to be a dad, but also I need to be able to do the work so I can still provide for my family. So it's like I'm afraid if that, if I can't really continue to to strive to figure out a balance with that, that I don't 
I'm afraid that I don't want that to be uh, detrimental to the family, basically. Yeah. So I don't want my my the jobs that I want to do and all the exciting things I want to do to override my responsibilities at home, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. I, that's real. That's part of having kids, but just part of, like, <laughs> having a family at all. Like, even just being married, I feel like yeah. there's an element of that. Like, the balance is, uh, mm-hmm. or the rhythm, I guess you could say, is super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the the first step is just being aware of that. Like you just said, just be aware um, if you can take a break. Because that's what I've been trying to do is like, okay, if I commit to like an hour of just, hopefully I can just get through an hour of just editing, mm-hmm. then I'll take a break. Mm-hmm. Play with the kids, check on the wife, stuff like that. It's not always the case, but if I can do that and build on that a little bit, yeah, then um, it kind of helps the situation for sure. Yeah. What about you? What are you afraid? What are your, what was the question? What are you afraid of? Yeah, essentially, or? I mean, yeah, I yeah. I think I don't know. I think that there's an element of starting a YouTube that means that I have to share my work. And I guess that if I'm being honest with myself, like I'm afraid that my work won't be good enough. Like and that mm. like and there's there's other things, right? Like I, you know, I'm trying to bring my wife on to as many shoots as I can. Like I'm trying to bring her up to South Bend with us and um mm-hmm. just keep like if I have to travel, see if she can come. But, uh, but then also, I mean, I think I have done like over the years of filmmaking because I have mainly done freelance and I live in like Arkansas, the majority of the Mm -hmm. stuff that I've been doing has been to make money. It hasn't been to, to make art basically. Um, and so I don't have a ton of stuff that like, besides like music videos that I'm, Hey, I made this and I want people to see it and that sort of thing. So I would say as I'm making new things that aren't music videos, I'm like, okay, I'm a little nervous that, you know, how is this going to turn out? Or, um, because at the same time, if I'm going to make something, I want to talk people through, like, how did, how did it go? Where did I fail? Where did I succeed and whatever? And how did our, like Mm -hmm. the team figure it out? Uh, and so I want, but I do want the final result to be pretty good. Um, I'm not going to yeah. like make a breakdown of something that crashed and burned. Um, <laughs> I mean, I might. You could. That's a, that's a learning lesson. That's a learning lesson. Yeah, I have a I video. I have a couple ideas for that too. Yeah, I have a video plan yeah. where I, I you know blew a music video budget all on the camera. So I think we've talked about that. So uh, yeah, we did. You know, I might make that video. It's on my list. But, but yeah, so I think there's just things like that. Like, is my work actually good enough to break down? Um, some comparison that comes in with that, but really it's like, so it sounds like a little, sounds like a little bit of a imposter syndrome. Yeah. That's real. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're dude, if you, if you've been doing this for five years, you have something to say. So yeah, it's just, it's just like the element of like, now I'm saying something, but like more than my client being like stoked on what we make, I want like Mm -hmm. people to be able to learn from it and like, be like, oh, that was sick. Like, I want to make something like he did, or or not even that, mm-hmm. but just like be inspired by it. It's like, because um, mm-hmm. I know there's tons of guys out there, you included, that I'm like really inspired by. And when I see your work, like, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's so sick. And so, anyways, <laughs> I want that. You know, I want I want that to be the same effect. But um, I don't know. The way that I've fought through it for the last year is just putting stuff out and like just not disassociating but basically being like okay i don't care like just 
I put it out. Yeah. I don't care. Just put it out there and um, let it live. Yeah. So, well, it, I do. I hope. I hope you do find uh, make a project or find a project that you want to kind of be able to show what you're really what you can really do. Yeah. And if you need help, you know who to call. So for sure, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I got. I have like I had four things planned this year and mm-hmm. or like in my mind that I wanted to make, but really two of them. I've I've had this story that I've wanted to make make for. I mean, it's been two or three years since since like before 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just haven't made it because it feels like a really good story, and I'm like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to mess it up. So, dude, you gotta you gotta jump in. Yeah, gotta you gotta it. jump in. Your first your first story is not gonna be your last story. Just I know. know that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so I guess that being said, all of my imposter syndrome <laughs> aside, we should probably get into our question for this episode. Let's do it. This is Elias. I am very interested in starting to learn videography and I was just wondering what a beginner should do to understand and try and master videography. So I guess the first thing you want to do if you're asking this question, how to become a filmmaker, is what does that even mean for you? You, I guess my, assi- mm, my assignment to whoever's listening to this would be just like write down what filmmaking is to you and when you figure when you write that down then you can start finding the different areas of filmmaking because filmmaking is very multifaceted right there's Mm -hmm. so many different ways to go about it filmmaking feeds into content creation it feeds into corporate work it feeds into art and narrative work it feeds into you know you know you can get into the hollywood hollywood whatever stuff like that or or the indie films basically so there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Uh, so that's what I would try to f- figure out. What are, you, what are you more drawn to? Documentary, narrative? Do you just need to make money, right, oh, for, for the time being and then transition? Oh, sorry, I forgot. Commercial work, too. Yeah. Like, it's the commercials you want to get into. So that's, that's where I would kind of start. What would you say next? No, yeah. I mean, I think once you've started there, you kind of define that. That defines pretty much everything else, like your direction. So, like, if you just want to mm-hmm. make content, like your phone is probably the best thing you could get into. And we talk about that in a different mm-hmm. episode, but you know, you do, there are certain like gear directions depending on where you want to go. Um, but then there's also, I would say like, uh, things that you need to learn. You know, if you want to be a commercial director, like there's, you know, learning how to pitch on stuff, learning how to like, I don't know. There's like, there's tons of different things that you need to learn for each different realm yeah. that you talked about. Yeah. And I think that that kind yeah. of determines like where you start trying to grow your own personal skill, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this, yeah, before we get into that part too, is this, so once you, you know, write down the direction you want to get into mm-hmm. and stuff, um, there is a, there is a step with like gear. So figuring out what gear you can get and whatnot. But also now it's like, what are the skills like you were just saying you need to learn? Mm-hmm. So the basic thing, if anything, is how do you record with a camera? Yep. <laughs> how do you work on composition and lighting and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. And also how do you bring that into an editor? Like th- that core thing is every filmmaker's core because we all start out doing the thing, directing, editing, shooting, all of that, yeah. lighting, whatnot. And so it sounds daunt- daunting, but um, start with the thing that you're most interested in. And also, the second thing you would do, the most thing you're least interested in. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> good. Because then, 
Because I, because I think that will help. Um, then you can kind of fill out the gaps between those two. Yeah. Because you you need all of it. Like it's you need to do all of it when you're just starting, or you have the luxury of having a a group of people that you can work out of and and shoot a bunch of stuff. And it's actually this is actually a good segue because we actually have a uh, episode giveaway from Lens Rental. They are they they offered to give away a hundred dollars to to spend in their store, which is great. Plus the discount code that I have, you'll save quite a bit to Let's get a little go. bit of gear that you might need for your next project. So definitely comment below what your goal is this year or what things you want to work on this year. We'll read it and then pick us a winner and you'll hear that in probably the next episode or two. So totally. thank you again, Lens Rental, for doing that. I think that was pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, we always say to rent first, if anything, if you want to test out stuff, that's the best way to grow your knowledge of cameras in general. 100%. Or just anything, lighting, yeah, camera, uh, uh, lenses and all that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. It's only $100, but it's going to go a long way if you're smart about it. All right. Yeah. Cool. So I would say real quick yeah. before we move on, I think it would be kind of cool. And I don't know if anyone's going to do this, but if you comment what you want to work on this year, come back later after you've like done it and like add another oh, comment. Yeah. Like what, what else, like how'd it go? Yeah. Like, did you, did you yeah. do it or whatever? I think that'd be pretty cool to like use that. Yeah. As maybe you're saying, throw, hey. well, you put you on the pod. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I mean, just come back and <laughs> maybe comment. Maybe put which, you on the pod. Yeah. 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 Definitely do that. I guess too, it's like in a condensed way, like how did you start your filmmaking journey? Yeah. I mean, just the short answer is I watched enough YouTube and wanted to make uh, videos <laughs> so badly. Uh, so I bought a camera for $300 and it was a Canon T3i and I, uh, I shot some stuff with it. I didn't like anything I shot with it. Uh, so yeah. I, I, but I basically just started making videos on my own. They never really went in the, mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. and once I got a camera, once I got into some gear that was like decent at the time, um, I just started making videos for people that like were around me. like. I had, I'd, I was friends with people at a coffee shop. I was like, Hey, can I make a video for you guys? Does I'm not, I don't want to get paid. I just want to get the experience. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so having like just friends that you can reach out to, like that's how I started. And then from there, I just kept telling people I did videos and kept trying to make videos for free until someone was like, Hey, I want you to make this video. How much would you charge? And I was like, okay. Well, oh well then. Well <laughs> then, <you> asked. <laughs> how much will I charge? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, no, and that, that's 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 great because that just shows you. Because I'm I have a similar story too, um, but I think like it's just filmmaking becomes it's just a, it's a journey to mm-hmm. be honest. Like it's something that you put your mind to, and it's a lot of self-taught information because a lot of us don't have the opportunity to, to go to school and do it. I went to school for photography. Yeah. But way before that, like before YouTube was what it is now, we can just go search, how do I do this technique? Or how do I do this? It, there was like five photographers on YouTube at the time when I was using. Brian Peterson was my go-to and I was learning everything from him, bought his books, read everything, watched as many videos that were out there for camera reviews and whatnot. Yeah. And I just went out and just did the thing, a bunch of trial and error. And I just committed to my mind, like, this is what I want it to be. So I need to do everything I can to teach myself how to do it. Because nobody's going to, I was in an area where there was no, I was in high school and, and high school at the time, 
there's no creative creative outlets for photo video. Mm-hmm. So I had to do everything myself. And thank God I had like the support of my family, my mom and dad. They bought me my first camera. Yeah. And then I was able to just photograph everything. I traveled a lot, so I was able to do a lot of different stuff. And then, like you said, I just told people this is what I want to do. And people who are listening and care about you will try to give you opportunities to do that thing. Yeah. So... And it's 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 tougher today, I think, because there's so many people trying to do that thing, that filmmaking thing. A lot of times, then, then you'll face the imposter syndrome. You'll sure, face yeah. that, am I good enough? Um, and to be honest, like I had, we faced that too growing up. But I just kept to myself, like this is what I really love to do. Yeah. And I'm going to give my time and energy into it. And I eventually it's gonna eventually it's gonna pay off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you you say that early enough, but also the, you become smarter and wiser. Then you can see how you can turn that into the business. Because being a filmmaker, mm-hmm. you are wearing multiple hats. You you need to learn how to market yourself if you're doing freelance. You need mm-hmm. to learn how to be able to land a job, right? Um, and this is still very surface level, top level. But it's like this. Yeah, again, there's so many different yeah avenues to go into, and. Um, for me, my turning point was when I was in college, I was still doing photography at BFA. Then they brought in documentary of film. And I was like, whoa, that's a whole nother level of storytelling. Yeah. And I went full in. Yeah. So I had the resources because I was in school, but it wasn't like traditional film school. It was just documentary. But I took every single class. That's cool. And what you can do now is is just take, you know, Skillshare classes, master course classes. Like just just be a student. Like mm-hmm. you have to be a student of the craft that you want to be in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And yeah, yeah. And so, and then from there, I just tried to get on many different projects as I could. I traveled as lot, a lot as I could too. And I just, and I mimicked people mm-hmm. early on because I didn't have a voice. I didn't know what I wanted to shoot yep. exactly. So I, I mimicked what was out there. And mimicking is, is a good thing to start because it teaches you the skills that, it teaches you problem solving skills to mm-hmm. get to a certain look or a certain storyline. But then once you're mature enough out of that phase, you need to move on and figure out, you know, your next your next thing, your next voice, because you just can't mimic your whole way. It's just copywriting after that. <laughs> yeah. But I would even say that, like, you know, when you're starting out, I think a lot of people expect to, um, you know, start working on something. And within a year, maybe two, mm. um, mm-hmm. start making things that they're proud of. I'm going to be honest, mm. like I've been a filmmaker for it's been almost seven years. I've been at my current job for five. Uh, and I can count on one hand the projects that I would show um, someone that I'm really, really proud of. Um, and those yeah, haven't yeah. even been my own narratives or my own. I didn't start those projects. People came to me with those projects. So if no one had even come to me with mm-hmm. those projects, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have them to show for. So I wouldn't get focused on like, you know, trying to make it in a year or trying to be an overnight success because yeah um, Yeah. like let's say you you start making videos and you post them and you get them out there and one of them goes viral but you're six months in you still don't really know how to make incredible stuff so so what if you have twenty thousand followers or whatever like if you don't actually truly know how to do the craft of filmmaking well in a way that like you can create something that you're truly proud of consistently. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter. I was going to say the, you've heard of the, the 10,000 hour rule, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's, that still applies today. Yo. Yeah. My teachers used to tell me that all the time, but the thing that's tough when you think about that is the world we live in with this instant gratification of like yeah. TikTok views and yeah. short form views. 
that tends to override a lot of people's expectation because they think that the fact that they got views and comments on this one particular thing, like you're mm-hmm. saying, was like, oh, I made it. I made it. It's like, no, that's not the case. Yeah. You have 10,000 hours, not literal 10,000 hours, but like you still have a whole life ahead of you to perfect your craft. Yeah. And that's the idea behind that statement. You yeah. have t- It's a 10,000 hour, what, what's the real statement? I forget. I don't remember, but, but yeah. <clears throat> But just know that you have a long way to go to perfect your style. And if you think that if you hit a few viral videos um, and you made it, then you stop learning. Right. (laughs) But also, like, there is sort of this expectation of a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And a filmmaker is someone who wants to tell the story, for one. Yeah. And then they figure out the tools and craft that they need to do to get the story across. Mm. And so... I feel like there's something else to say there too, but like, but that's sort of the core. That's the core of a filmmaking job. Yeah, and you can imply that to any kind of facet you go into. That's what makes the film. That's what makes the the good filmmakers so successful because they understand how to craft a story and use the tools to help deliver that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's and that's something that we're striving to do, right? We, yeah. we're trying to get to a point where we understand more of the story than anything uh, to get to to take the viewer and and take them across this journey of how to change their mind or introduce something different to them or uh, share something that's very vulnerable, whatever that it might be. Um, there's so many different ways to do that. It can be entertainment. It can be um, information, all that stuff. So it's just, again, it's just like sitting down really kind of wrestle with the, with the idea of like, why do you want to do this? The why is the biggest thing? And then understand what your what the goal is as being a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there might be there might be obstacles you might have to face, but I mean, there's there's the internet now. There's so many ways to get out of this stuff mm-hmm. that you can have you can find opportunities. But you just gotta just, you gotta want it. You gotta you gotta be like, all right, I see this wall. I'm gonna figure out how to get around it. Right. Ask <laughs> questions. <laughs> look stuff up on Google. Like ask us questions. Yeah. Like whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. There's a solution for every filmmaking problem you're gonna find. And if there's if someone hasn't yeah. made it, uh, then you can make then it. you can make it exactly. And of course, guys, in the comments, feel free to give any advice because we're just two guys. We have one 100%. particular way of doing things. Yeah. And we just said in this video, it's like filmmaking is so vast, it's so uh, there's so many ways to go about it. So feel free, drop your advice in the comments. This will definitely help others mm-hmm. who see this, will read it, and kind of go from there. Yeah, I mean, we don't have it all figured out, not even close. Uh, nope. We're not claiming to. Um, so give us your feedback, your advice, and if you have a filmmaking question that you would like us to answer, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Call the Filmmaker Hotline. We'd love to answer it on the pod. But until next time, see you guys. See you in the next one.